This is Doris Gilman, editor and publisher of Health Thought Leaders' one-to-one blog and podcasts. On the blog and through the podcast, you'll discover ideas and developments that you can make your own. Most of the posts and podcasts are evergreen. The ideas and case studies discussed on the blog have no expiration date. I'm president of Be Seen, Be Heard Incorporated that helps health thought leaders express and find person-to-person channels for their ideas, capabilities, and solutions. In this podcast interview titled From Dance to Digital on the Front Lines of Hospital Risk Management, I introduce you to Justine Bone, CEO of MedSec, M-E-D-S-E-C, who is a seasoned information technology and security executive whose personal keywords encompass software security, risk management, information security, governance, and identity management. Justine's early career began in the performing arts. At 23, she took a 180-degree turn from professional dancing to study for a college degree in computer programming, then to build a resume in information technology, a decidedly male-dominated and right-brained discipline. Justine started as a vulnerability researcher at New Zealand's Government and Communications Security Bureau, followed by Chief Information Security Officer at Dow Jones which is publisher of the Wall Street Journal, and at Bloomberg as the media company's global head of information and physical security. As CEO of MedSec, Justine guides the company into a leadership position in the hospital medical device industry. MedSec's lead service, MedScan, M-E-D-S-C-A-N, consists of software and a service that helps hospitals risk manage the security of its myriad of medical devices from different manufacturers. Thank you, Justine, for sharing your expertise and the evolution of your career with us. Thank you very much, Doris. It's a pleasure to be speaking with you today. Thank you. Why is security and risk management in the hospital, among executives and administrators, an important subject for this podcast? Well, I think no one can deny that cybersecurity is a challenge for us all in all verticals, at work and at home. Uh, A number of industries have been tackling exposures as it relates to cybersecurity for for some time, Uh, and we've come a long way from where we are even as recently as five or ten years ago. Now what we're seeing is the bad guys, if you will, turning their focus to healthcare, and that's for a number of different reasons. Um, healthcare records are extremely valuable on the black market, and just as we've seen uh, with the Internet of Things um, and its rapid adoption worldwide, we're seeing an increased number of devices becoming connected within hospital environments that were not previously connected. And this is to enable all the great um, electronic medical record transaction that we, we now expect from these increasingly smart hospitals, but with that connectivity comes a lot of risk and a lot of exposure. So this is a risk management challenge for us all. This goes above and beyond technology alone, and that's why folks from all corners of our healthcare um, delivery organisation need to start sitting up and paying attention to the problem. 
Well, could you paint a picture of what it looks and feels like and what happens when there's a security breach in one or more medical devices in the hospital? Yeah, sure. So there are different types of attacks that we see underway. We see everything from destructive attacks where the bad guys or the, or the bad technology, if you will, the attack um, technology is really just aiming to make systems unavailable, which of course has significant implications when it comes to our hospitals, all the way through to more advanced, sophisticated attacks where the target is usually, as I mentioned earlier, lucrative data, such as electronic health records, which, by the way, are recognized as being worth something like 10 times what credit card data is worth on the black market. And then, of course, you've got medical devices, which at the end of the day are just sophisticated computers um, that conduct specialized tasks. Unfortunately, a lot of these medical devices are running out-of-date software and not as well-maintained as perhaps they should be, and so they get, can get caught in the net, um, and, and whether that's as a, as a gateway into a hospital, as a hopping-off point, if you will, to allow these bad guys to infiltrate a hospital for other reasons, or perhaps the medical device itself is the target, and of course um, that leads us to issues related to consistent delivery of therapy and um, potential scenarios related to patient safety. Well, thank you for, for that explanation. What are the hidden risks when a hospital disregards the security of medical devices it uses? What is the most important intangible risk as you see it? Well, if you think about a hospital as a business, um, what are the fundamental dependencies upon which that business must operate? Um, it really brings us pretty quickly to, to the customer, to the patients, and issues related to trust. So if we were to conduct business and neglect fundamental components of the delivery of healthcare services, therapy, um, and ignore the protection of our medical devices, what we would see is a, is a very rapid erosion of that trust. And this isn't necessarily just the sort of scary scenarios that, you know, I think we can all imagine if you think about a medical device malfunctioning. Uh, and by medical devices, by the way, I could mean anything from a, from a small implantable all the way through to a giant MRI machine. Again, they're just all computers at the end of the day. Uh, there's also uh, scenarios where, where the actual data itself is the target. But whether you're losing your privacy, your data, or a machine is malfunctioning, the last thing a patient wants to be thinking about is that scenario. And, and the first thing that's going to go away is that trust relationship with the healthcare delivery organization. So there are certainly marketing and public relations uh, aspects to that um, to that breach. Exactly, and that's why we need to start recognizing that these cybersecurity issues, these incidents, are not something that technologists alone can solve. Whether it's a nurse or a physician, a clinical IT person, um, somebody perhaps in procurement, um, you know. These are all um, actors that need to get involved in the cybersecurity challenge ahead of us. Well, thank you for illuminating uh, the subject for us, that um, the problem is certainly more vast than um, 
simply having a, a, a breakdown on, on one end with one device that everyone's affected by it. Uh, with well, that's right, exactly. Uh, with, this, with this increased connectivity, you know, you've got an image originating on an MRI making its way through an electronic health record system to the physician or whether it's a, you know, health statistics that start with an ICD, for example, that then goes through manufacturer um, infrastructure on its way to the physician. These are highly complex connected systems uh, and medical devices are just one piece of that picture. With interoperability and compatibility among the challenges of using medical devices in the hospital, how does MedSec interact with medical device manufacturers? I'm really glad that you brought that up. Thank you, Doris. We, we engage heavily with medical device manufacturers. In fact, our primary goal is to, is to bridge the gap, if you will, between these medical device manufacturers and their customers, which for, for, uh, in a lot of cases is the hospitals themselves. So we work with medical device manufacturers uh, before they bring product to market and post-market to help shore things up. Um, the holy grail, really, for us is, is to help manufacturers create a product that is secure by default. We want security to be built in, uh, easy to use, almost invisible to the end user. So that's where we're trying to get to. It's just that, um, you know, in, in, a, in a lot of cases, we've got some legacy technology where things like computational capability of the device is a limitation. So it's difficult in some cases to even ask these devices to be able to do strong encryption, for example. They just weren't designed with that in mind. Is that a matter of, of the age of the device, you know, and not being able to keep it up to date? They're all parts of, parts of the problem, to be honest with you. I mean, just the capability and the age of the device imposing limitations. And then there's the fact that we tend to initially deploy these devices to be standalone. They were not designed to be connected to all of, the, all of these other systems. And now they are becoming connected to all of these systems. So we have to think about what does that communication protocol look like? How do you verify the integrity of the computer at the other end of the conversation or the user? And that's something that we call authentication. How do we bring strong authentication to these medical devices that were not designed originally to be used in this way. I want to get back to lessons learned from that 180 degree turn you made from dancing to data that brings you to the present day. In addition to being the CEO of MedSec, you're also the Chief Advocacy Officer for MedSec. How does your background help you to see a wider vision that in fact also makes you the chief sales officer for MedSec and MedScan. What skills and sensibilities do you apply from your earlier career as a professional dancer? Well, that's a complicated question. I've obviously, um, as a woman in technology, I'm a minority, and that's not the only thing that makes me a minority. I, you can probably tell from my accent. I, you know, I come from a small country called New Zealand. Uh, here I am on the other side of the world. And I think that that diverse background um, helps me think creatively um, about problems. And, um, you know, today we're really starting to um, measure the value of diversity and what 
minorities of various types can really bring to the table when it comes to tackling a problem uh, that goes beyond technology, like I mentioned. So, you know, obviously I'm running a business and business is important, but that's not why, you know, we're doing what we do at MedSec. We're out to bring lessons learned uh, in cybersecurity from other industries to the healthcare industry and really, as I mentioned, try to connect those dots between manufacturers and hospitals. And that involves us communicating with many different types of people. So the more diversity that we can bring to the conversation, I think the more effective we will be. Well, thank you, Justine Bone. Thank you for the podcast uh, interview today. This concludes From Dance to Digital on the front lines of hospital medical device security with Justine Bone, CEO of MedSec. I want to thank Justine for sharing where she was earlier in her career and today after making her right brain turn. This is a trip to which my left brain listeners can relate. Learn more about MedSec and MedScan by clicking on the links at the bottom of the post. This is Doris Gilman, editor of Health Thought Leaders' one-to-one blog and podcast. Please leave your comments about this and other podcasts on the blog at scene-heard.com backslash blog. Thank you for listening.